Welcome to Jesus Loves the World podcast. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name. Imagine you are standing on the shore looking out to the sea. Then you look back and behind you is a huge army hurtling towards you, wanting to kill you. You feel trapped and don't know what to do. Then right in front of you appears the angel of the Lord, who then moves behind you. There is now a tall cloud between you and the huge army wanting to kill you. This cloud is darkness to them, but it is light to you, for it is the presence of the living God, and He is with you. So there you are, standing at the sea's edge, trapped between the army wanting to kill you and the sea in front of you. Then right before your very eyes, God divides the water. There is a wall of water on the right and a wall of water on the left, making a path of dry land right in the middle of the sea. You walk right through the middle of the sea, just like in the movies, just like the ancient Israelites did who Moses led out of Egypt a long time ago. Having seen the power of God, do you think they would choose to give their allegiance to him? Do you think they would believe and receive his right to rule and reign? Do you think they would choose to trust him and worship only him? God made a promise in Exodus chapter 33 verse 14. He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Imagine we are the ancient Israelites, and as I look over the land, I see all of us gathered together at the foot of this big mountain. I hear someone at the back whisper, We were better off back in Egypt. At least we knew what would happen each day. Someone agrees and they say, yes, even slavery was better than being camped out here in the wilderness not knowing what's going to happen. Another says, slavery was our life for many years. That is what we were born into and that is where we should stay. It is all we know. That was our destiny because we were born into it. We should never change. It is a bad thing to change. Another agreed, and another, and yet another. As I stand there and listen to everyone complaining, I am remembering how hard it was in being a slave. I remember how we cried out to God to save us. Day and night we would cry out to him. I remember how God heard our cries and delivered us out of Egypt how he freed us from slavery, and we walked out in victory. We are not victims, for I remember how God parted the sea and we walked right through the middle of it to freedom. Then how God miraculously closed up the sea to destroy our enemies. Even in this wilderness, he has miraculously provided for us. 
I remember how each day God had provided a miracle by feeding us. He even gave us water out of a rock. I remember how God revealed himself in a way we would understand. He helped us see him as he made himself a cloud by day and a fire by night. He travelled with us, never leaving us, nor forsaking us. God had provided everything we needed to enter this promised land before we even enter it. Then I heard everyone complaining even louder and louder. And then Moses came and said, It is time for us to go into the hill country and possess this land. God said to all of us, I give you this land, just as I promised your ancestors. It is a land that I care for, and I'm giving it to you. I listen. Then I heard God say to Moses, Choose a leader from each tribe and send them out to explore the land that I am giving you. Moses did just as God had said to him, and so one by one, one was chosen from each tribe to go and see the land. Moses came to my tribe and he chose me and said, Joshua, yes, that's me. He said, go. I was so excited. Immediately I set out together with the other 11 leaders to explore the land that God was giving us. Then I came over the hill and I saw this magnificent land filled with giant fruit. Wow, it was awesome. We cut off a bunch of grapes that was so big that it took two of us to carry it on a pole between our shoulders. We all came back to the camp with much fruit and our reports. One by one, ten gave their report and said, It is a land of giants and we are like little insects to them. We are very afraid. I was shocked. Then I looked around and I saw that everyone believed them and became very afraid too. But now it was my turn to speak. I too saw the land, and the truth is that it is very good. God said he would give us the land. We just have to march in and take it. For the Lord God is with us. He promised us the land. So let's go and possess the land that the Lord has given us. Then Caleb, who was the twelfth, stood up and agreed with me. We were the only two out of the twelve that were witnesses to all the great things that God was giving us in the land. I looked around. Everyone was so very afraid and refused our testimony and would not enter into the promised land. Then God said, he said to all the people, because you chose to live by what you see and not by what I show you, and because you chose to believe man's word and not my word which I spoke to you, and because you chose to refuse to enter into the land in which I give you, only Joshua and Caleb, who are my true witnesses, will enter the promised land which I give. 
This was the exact situation centuries ago. The Bible also tells us that only the two, Caleb and Joshua, of the hundreds of thousands of the ancient Israelites that were freed from slavery and led out of Egypt, entered the Promised Land. Only two of the hundreds of thousands. For only two chose to receive God's gift of himself. The Bible also shows us that the number two represents witnesses or testimony. So these two men, Joshua and Caleb, trusted and believed God. They are a testimony of him and a true witness of him. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth and testifies of Jesus. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. So these two men, Joshua and Caleb, entered God's promised land 45 years later. During those 45 years of wandering in the wilderness with the others who refused to enter into the promised land, God's undeserved favour and mercy kept Caleb and Joshua as strong and youthful as they were on that day when God first gave them the land. Even in their 80s, they were as youthful men, still healthy and strong enough to enjoy the promised land. They continually lived in God's rest. The Bible shows us that the number 10 represents the whole rebellion of humanity against God and the consequences of such rejection of God's free gift of himself. They all died and did not enter the promised land as they chose not to believe God, not to receive him. We read this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Of which do you choose to be? One of the ten who refused God, or one of the two who said yes to him? Living in God's promises requires a belief in God, to accept his right to rule and reign, and worship only him. God gives each one the exact amount of faith to believe. It is our choice to either receive that faith or reject that faith. Receive God's free gift of himself or reject God. The word of God had no value to them because they did not choose to believe in God. The Bible describes faith in Hebrews chapter 11 verses 1 to 3 as this. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. 
By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Substance in this context means confidence or assurance of the reality or essence of something based on evidence and proof. So faith is a conviction acted out in a reliance upon Christ Jesus for salvation, a life that trusts in God. So the good news is, faith starts with receiving God's free gift of himself. The second aspect of living in God's promise of rest is living in God's promise of rest requires a belief in God. The word of God had no value to the ancient Israelites because they chose not to believe. They chose to believe man's word and not God's word. They chose to forget all that God had done. Instead of looking to God, they looked to their circumstances. They chose to look at the strength of the enemy instead of believing God when he said he would defeat them. They focused on the enormous challenge instead of the enormous God who would fight for them. Many have seen the miracles, yet chose not to believe, not to believe in God. The good news is, belief starts with receiving God's free gift of himself. So the third aspect of living in God's promise of rest is living in God's promise requires obedience to God. For the word of God had no value to them because they disobeyed. They chose to not obey God. The Israelites decided to try and make God's promise happen their own way, in their own strength. They even tried to take matters into their own hands and go and fight the giants after God warned them not to. They first refused God's free gift of himself and the land God was giving them. There was no separation between entering God's rest and receiving God himself. They chose to reject God, to reject his love, to reject his rest, and as a result, disobeyed. Jesus said in John chapter 14, Verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. So when we receive him, each day is a new day to receive more of him and receive a greater revelation of his unending love. The good news is, obedience starts with receiving God's free gift of himself. The ancient Israelites' ultimate failure was that they chose to not enter into God's promised land when God offered it to them, because they had chosen to reject God. God is now offering his rest to all who will receive him. He is waiting for all who will come to him to come. For now is the acceptable time of the Lord, for all 
of every nation and tribe to enter into his rest. There is only one way to enter God's rest, and that way is Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 2. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If you have yet to receive Jesus as your Lord of your destiny, yet to give your full allegiance to the one true God, and you want to receive him now, want to enter into God's rest, then simply say yes to Jesus. Yes to God. Now is the time to begin that daily journey of surrender of self-will to that of the Father's will and receive more of him. To enter into his eternal rest for our souls. If you have received Jesus, you have his Holy Spirit within, yet you are troubled, have been trying to do things in your own way and in your own strength. There is no condemnation, but now is the time to be truly free, to be at rest, to be able to abide in him, even in this world damaged by evil. Now is the time to receive a new revelation of Jesus, to lay down the burdens of this world and let Jesus carry them. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you provide rest. And as we receive you and enter into the daily journey of surrender and receive from you, We can live in the reality of that rest. And when you return, Lord, we will enter into the fullness of that rest, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, eternally together in you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your spirit. Amen. For more information and free resources, visit our website, jesuslovestheworld.info. Be blessed, empowered, and transformed in Jesus' name.